As I was praying and waiting before the Lord and asking him and saying, Lord, what do you want me to share? I was hoping for a very nice and encouraging word. But instead, I got a word that is probably a little bit more on the challenging and exhortation side than anything else. But I am here to obey. So here we go. How many of you would say that we live in a world of utopia? Everything is just great. There is harmony and peace and everybody just wants us to get along and be happy and everybody's thinking about the other person. Hands up. I don't see any. <laughs> Somebody said that? <laughs> okay. I think that Matthew 24, 12 and 13 describes it very well. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Would you say that this is an accurate description of this world as it is today? The lawlessness abides and the love of many grew cold. How much do I love the Lord? Today we sang a song, and I did not uh, talk to Brother Dick, but thank you very much. I will love you, O Lord, Lord my shield, Lord my rock. I will love you. Is that true? How deep is it? So before we actually consider it, let's look at a few things. I would like us to look at, first at Peter. Um, John 21, 15 and 17, you will see that Jesus talks to Peter. Now let's take a moment and consider Peter. Who is he? I mean, Peter was with Jesus from the beginning. Peter was always one of the three. Peter was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter was the one who said, Lord, I don't care if everybody leaves you, I will never leave you. Peter was always there. Peter knew the Lord. And yet, after resurrection, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now, did Jesus need to hear the answer? Did Jesus not know Peter's heart? Why did he ask that question? Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Jesus knew Peter's heart better than Peter knew his heart. And yet he asked him three times. There are many different opinions as to why, but I cannot 
help but think that it is related to the fact that Jesus lied three times and denied, that Peter lied three times and denied Jesus. Three times he said, I don't know him. But then he went away and wept bitterly. And yet here, Jesus is asking him three times, do you love me? Jesus knew Peter's heart. But I think Peter needed that time. To, he needed to stop, think, and assess. And he needed to check his heart and to really think about it. Do I love him? I think it was for his sake more than Jesus, because Jesus knew him. See, please notice that Peter's failure was not the reflection of his own heart, but rather his humanity. The fact that he yielded to temptation, that he was afraid. But he had a contrite heart and a repentant heart, and he wept bitterly because his heart was in the right place. Now, before we go any farther, I would like us to consider what does it really mean to love someone? In our culture, I think that we use this word way too often. We say, I love chocolate. I love ice cream. I love coffee. Wow, what exactly does it mean to love? We have romantic love, but I really think that parents' love is probably the best reflection of love. We have a very new parent here, and let me ask him a couple of questions. Andrew, when you have a very hard day, and you have a lot of things on your plate, and it is very stressful, and you are just about to go home, and you really are tired, but you came home and your newly born son is crying. Are you going to go sit down and say, no, little one, you need to wait because I am tired. I need to rest first. No. Parents' love is probably the most sacrificial, especially with little children. It is completely one way. Is your baby boy able to say, thank you, daddy, that's so nice of you. Thank you, daddy, I appreciate what you are doing to me. No, nothing. Sometimes, if he has a good day, he may smile back at him, and that's a big payment. But a lot of times, they will actually cry. It goes one way. And yet, most parents do not hesitate. Most parents will gladly give their life for their children. Most parents would give up everything if it is for the good of their child. Do you love him? Can we measure it? What does it mean? One writer stated that love can only truly be measured by action. It can be a small thing, such as peeling an orange for a person you love because you know they don't like doing it. I can relate because that's me and my husband. He loves oranges, but he will never have it unless I peel it for him. 
can it be something bigger where you stand up for someone and risk ridicule yourself? So what exactly does it mean to love God? Let's look at a few verses. John 14, 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, John 14, 21. Notice he's repeating it several times. And those of you who are studying the Bible, which is all of you, you know that if something is repeated, it is what? Important. Thank you. I say that in my class. If I repeat it, guess what? It's important, and most likely it will be on the final. Pay attention. John 14, 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And then finally, 24, it says, he who does not love me does not keep my words. So what does it mean to keep his commandments? Are we expected to be perfect? And does it mean that if we fail at something, if we do something wrong, that that's it? We don't love him? Let's take a look at David. David committed adultery at a time where he was supposed to be with his army. Instead, he stayed in Jerusalem, and he basically, we don't know for sure how Bathsheba reacted, but we know that at that time they didn't have a choice. If the king called a woman, then she had to obey. So he basically raped her, and then he had her husband killed. Great guy, isn't he? Okay, and then let's see, Acts 13.22, it says, God called him a man after my own heart who will do all my will. Wait a minute, God, don't you remember that incident? Don't you remember that situation? A man after your own heart who will do all your will? Okay. God was not condoning or ignoring sin. Actually, 2 Samuel 12.9 describes it, and it actually says when he sent the prophet to David, he said, why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? But see, David had a contrite and repentant heart. David said, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. David cried out, O Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Just like Peter, David's failure was not the reflection of his heart. 
but rather a reflection of his humanity. David loved God. He desired him with all of his heart. He sought him desperately. When he sinned, his heart was broken. And it says that God does not despise a broken and a contrite heart. David really knew God. He earnestly sought him. And he desired him. And the more you know the Lord, the more you will fall in love with him. And if you read Psalms, you will see that David truly knew the Lord. See, keeping commandments is not about keeping the rules. But it is about our desire to please him. It is about our desire to obey him. It is about our desire to do his will. Because he loves us and we love him. Let me demonstrate this for a while. Can we measure love? Let's be real. I love being real. We have some really loving people here. They love each other. And there are some cute couples and marriages. There's one sitting right here. Kaylee, if Paul, <laughs> if Paul tells you, I love you, dear, but then he never has time for you. And, you know, he has some free time, but he decided to go out with Erin. Okay, the first time you are going to ignore it. But if it happens the second time and you call him and tell him, Paul, uh, I'm so excited. I just have a, an hour, you know, I'm working and studying, but I have a, a free evening. Can we get together? And Paul says, Kaylee, I love you, uh, but you know, I already made plans with uh, Rob. <laughs> okay, yeah, he ditched you, Aaron. Um, so how are you going to feel? Sad. If that continues going on, are you going to believe that he loves you? No. So Paul... When you are away from Kaylee, do you love her? Yes, okay. But when you are away, do you have a desire to be with her? Oh, he always misses you. Wow, okay. Is there any longing? When you guys are separate, you think about her, do you long to be with her? Is there ever a time that you are dreaming, okay, I wish I wouldn't have to leave. That's why he proposed and he is waiting for the big day. Are you? Absolutely. But if Paul would not have time for Kaylee, he could say 1,000 times, I love you. But that wouldn't mean much, would it? Now, Mark, if I tell you, see, we Christians... We often say it very lightly without thinking, oh, I love you. Oh, Mark, I love you. Okay, you know. Uh, but then I go behind your back and I slander you and I complain about you and I talk badly about you and I actually believe 
some of the things that I heard and I made assumptions, but hey, Mark, I love you. And then I go and I will say, did you know what he does? Do you know what he is like? Am I loving you? Not well. Thank you. Do you love him? If you do, how is that reflected in your time that you spend with him? If you love him, do you long for him? How much of free time are you giving him? See, love has to be supported by action. Because if it's not, it's very empty. And it is very, very void. So yes, I agree with the author. I believe that love can be measured. And it is reflected by the choices you make every single day. Do you want to spend time with him? Is there a longing in your heart? Of course you have to go to work. Of course you have to go to classes. Of course you have to study. And we all have things to do. But when you wake up in the morning, is there a longing in your heart that you desire you're thinking about him? You're thanking him. You want to know him better. You want to spend time with him more. Because you love him. See, the more time you spend with him, would you, Paul, agree that you know Kaylee better the more time you spend with her? And the more time you spend with each other, I sure hope your love is growing deeper. Because the more we know each other, is that, does that mean we are perfect? No. No husband or wife are perfect. I love my husband dearly, but is he perfect? Close. <laughs> well... We'll leave it for a later date. <laughs> so, but we love each other. And when we come to God, he's looking at our heart. And yes, he knew what David did. But you know what? He washed his sins so there where his heart was whiter than snow. That's what's written. And so, yes, in spite of the things that David did, he was still after God's own heart, who will do all his will. See, with God, it's all or nothing. So sometimes we think, oh, yes, I love you, Lord. Okay, good. Uh, thank you for this day. Bless it. Amen. Is this what love is? See, let's take a look at the verses that actually talk about what God wants. He's not interested in your 10%. He's not interested in half of your heart. He does not want to share it with anything or anybody else. So let's take a look. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. 
Do you know that the phrase with all your heart is repeated 24 times? Do you think that is important? If it's repeated that many times? Now, if Paul would say to Kaylee, I love you, but then he's going with this girl and that, oh, we are just friends. But he spends more time with the other girls. I think Kaylee would have something to say about it. I would have something to say about it if my husband did it and we've been married for quite a few years. As a matter of fact, soon to be 35. Amen. And we still love each other. <laughs> but I would have something to say about it if he never had time for me. And the Lord is the same. He wants all of your heart. He doesn't want half of your heart. He wants everything. Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And that's why he inherited the land. It also says in Kings, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants, who continue what? Wholeheartedly in your ways. Who continue what? Wholeheartedly. That's very weak. Who continue what? That's more like it wholeheartedly in your ways. See, David longed for God. He desired God, but he also knew God. If you read Psalms, David's Psalms, you will see how often he's saying unfailing love. He's my rock. His mercy is never ending. How great he is. I will praise him. Because he longed for him. He spent time with him. He spent time in his presence. And he experienced the forgiveness of God. What about you and I? Do you long for God? Or we just say, oh, I love you, Lord. Oh, yes, I love you. Do you love God? Oh, of course, I love you. Now, I'm a Christian. Of course, I love him. Do you really love God? Do you long for do you spend your free time with him or at least a portion of it? Do you desire to connect with him every single day? Because, not because of a rule, not because we said to have devotions every day, not because we are telling you you need to read the Bible, not because we are telling you you need to go to church, but because you want to please him. Because you, want, you have a desire to do what he rejoices in. You have a desire to put a smile on his face. You have a desire to do exactly what he is asking you to do. And so therefore, you can't wait until you spend time in his presence. Just like Paul can't wait until he finally is together with Kaylee. Do you love him? And if so, do you love him? wholeheartedly. See, it's not about being perfect because we are human and just like Peter or David, we are going to fail at times. But you know what? We must hate evil. If we do not hate evil, 
then I would say, you don't love him. It actually says, I am making a lot of noises. It actually says, let those who love the Lord hate evil. Psalm 97.10. Let those who love the Lord hate evil. That doesn't mean that you are always going to do the right thing. It doesn't mean that you are always going to do everything that other wants you to do. Or that you are never going to be unkind or that you are never going to make a mistake. But it means that your heart longs to be in his presence. It means that your heart longs after him. It means that your heart wants to know him more. It means that you will do everything to be in your presence. That you will cherish the time when you are spending in his presence. Not because you have to, but because you love him. Paul said in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. See, the more you know him, the more you will love him. The more time you spend with him, the more you will know him, and the more you will love him. John, in Revelations 1.17, says when he saw God, he fell at his feet. See, because when you see him, there's only one response. When you get a glimpse of who he truly is, there is only one response. When you truly understand how much he loves you and that he first loved you, there is only one response. You will fall in love with him. See, David acknowledged those who know your name trust in you. It is not hard to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And sometimes we struggle. But you know when we struggle the most? Is when we don't understand how much he loves us. Because if we understand how much he loves you, how much he loves me, then you will not have a hard time trusting him. And just like David, he knew. He knew him. And therefore he said, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. He also proclaimed in Psalm 13, 5, that his love is unfailing. And in Psalm 16, 2, he says, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. And then he says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. If we keep, brothers and sisters, if we keep our eyes on him, and if we spend time with him, because we long for him, because we love him, we will know him, and we will fall in love with him much deeper than we ever realized was possible. Can love be measured? Absolutely. It is reflected in the choices that you make every day. And it is reflected in the decisions you make. See, 
throwing out certain videos, throwing out certain movie clips, certain sites, giving up on it. It's not about, oh, this is wrong. You should not be doing it. Am I pleasing my Lord and Savior? Do I love him? Is this good for me? Is this pleasing to me? If we will have that in our hearts, we will not need any rules or regulations because our heart will be so in love with him and we will love him so deeply and then there is only one response. Let those who love the Lord hate evil. 